0: It's time for Getting Down to Business with Mark Mondo. This new show discusses trends, technology, and tactics to help the listener learn more about improving sales, saving money, and fulfilling a personal mission through entrepreneurship.
1: To getting down to business with Mark Mondo on WVLP 103.1 FM. I'm your host, Mark Mondo. We're on the air in Valparaiso, Indiana, and you can listen to us streaming on the website at WVLP.org or use the TuneIn app on your mobile device and look for WVLP. 103.1 FM WVLP is a local nonprofit radio station based in Valparaiso, Indiana. This show, like many of the shows on WVLP, are made possible by the generosity of donors and underwriters. We accept donations at WVLP.org. Simply click on the support tab and make a one-time donation or sustained pledge to WVLP. All donations are tax deductible. Underwriters are made up of businesses and organizations that support the shows on WVLP. Getting Down to Business with Mark Mondo would like to thank... Homes by Hortensia, a Coldwell banker affiliate in Porter County, Indiana, for their support. Homes by Hortensia has served the region's residential real estate needs in Indiana for over 12 years. Contact Hortensia Moreno or Tiffany Zarao at 219-249-5118 or visit homesbyhortensia.com. Homes by Hortensia, habla espanol. All right, welcome back to another episode. If you listened last week, we took another look at AI and started learning about the impact of voice search technology to help you gain an edge with marketing. This week, we're going to go a different route. Uh, We're going far away from the tech and we're going to focus on sales and perseverance by interviewing a friend of ours who's made a successful career in a highly subjective and competitive world of acting and entertainment. So to start things off, I'm going to introduce to my side the producer, a star soprano, and my wife, Mrs. Cynthia Zimmerman.
0: Thank you. Always glad to be here.
1: Well, we're glad you're back. You were out of commission last week for the AI episode with Scott, Susan, and Vivek.
0: That's right. I had COVID, which my whole choir group contracted on our return from our successful choir trip to Canterbury Cathedral in England. So we were thankful we only got sick at the end, not at the beginning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that means I would have had to substitute, and that would have been bad. (laughs) So with that stated, to my other side is Cynthia's dear friend. You may have seen her on a major network series, some feature films, commercials, theater, or America's Got Talent. She's a triple threat. She's an actor, a singer a dancer, as well as a consultant for Rodan and Fields. Let's welcome Cindy Chang.
2: Hello, thank you. But I do have one correction. Cause Uh, you know, technical writer back in the day. So tech really, I'm actually not a triple threat. I could sing, act, and dance, but I'm more of a singer who could move. Uh, To be a real dancer, you have to do at least a double pirouette, which I cannot do. So I cannot say I am a real dancer. So I say I'm like a two and a half
0: threat. (laughs) Well, I think those of us in this office for this interview, you are a triple threat. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. (laughs) While we're here why have we invited Cindy Chang to the show we know she's a star actress but there's a really different background uh, to success that I've taken I went through a more technical route uh, going diving into the IT world my family was all into computers and technology and the arts were never really a part of our lives growing up I mean I you know some people talk about reminiscing about music being played we really didn't have that it's nothing negative it's just the fact of life. So when I hear about Cynthia's stories about classical music being played in the background from her dad, that's like a different world. So for me, it's, I'm curious to hear how someone got through to be successful into the arts. And I think it's so different. It's so subjective. It's, you're not an engineer to get there, you know, to be an actor or singer it's just so different at the end of the day even if it's a very s- different craft i am going to try to draw a conclusion how it's similar to being sales in a technical field like mine where it comes to auditions equaling sales calls And i want to start talking about that i want to talk about how cindy has built her career because she has to find gigs it's not just like throwing up a youtube video and all of a sudden here comes a big deal no logan Paul and those YouTube guys and gals are, are statistical anomalies. I think it's a lot harder to get there than just becoming lucky in a YouTube star. So she's going to talk about how networking and auditioning for employment and having an agent has become key. And I'm going to start turning this over to Cynthia because Cynthia took a route in the the arts you know she has her master's in voice performance and took a career in voice and i think cindy and cynthia can connect very well and they'll share their story of how they got together and how their careers have worked in the arts
0: well thank you for that my dear husband and let's start i knew cindy chang through a mutual voice teacher winifred brown And because she recommended her to her, I give Cindy a lot of credit for helping me get my voice to where it is now because of the wonderful technique that I learned from our mutual voice teacher, Winifred Brown. And we also did some shows together with Light Opera Works and a true friendship grew out of that experience with her journey as becoming a professional actor. You did not start out as this was your dream. You grew up in a family where you did sing, but your parents had wanted you to take something more stable as a career choice. And so you actually started out working in the marketing field, being a technical writer for training manuals and doing the graphics and the editing for that. So if you could share how that journey started to where you are now, I would be great. It's a very interesting journey.
2: Thank you. Yes, yes. You and I met at Light Opera Works. Oh, that was a long time ago, wasn't we it? We don't
0: have to count back that far. <laughs> but. The math is starting <laughs> to add up.
2: Yeah. I, did, I did not major in music or acting even though that was my dream ever since i could remember but like you said like i was raised very traditionally i mean my family and i i was born in korea so we're from korea we're immigrants and we're now american citizens but you know a lot of just like a lot of immigrant families it's very traditional you obey what your parents want and my parents like many Asian families is they didn't sacrifice everything for you to come to, a, to, come to America, for you to become a singer or a- actor, right? They want you to become a doctor, a lawyer, engineer. So when, so they said, you become doctor, you become lawyer, you, and then you just say, you naturally without even, it doesn't even occur to you to even say no, you just say yes. So that was my trajectory. My parents wanted me to be a lawyer or get a PhD and be a professor. Mm-hmm. So that's my degree, speech, comp, pre-law, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and even the, you know, and but like, but kind of like you, Cynthia, like you know, because your father was a choir director, so was mine. We always had classical music playing in the background, so I grew up listening to all the classics, and you know, I was able to sing those operas and everything before I was eight years old just because that's the gift God gave me, but I never got to pursue it until, like, basically you and I met at Light Opera Works, you know, you know, later in years. So prior to that, you know, graduating and doing what my parents wanted, I hated, and I got a regular real, quote unquote, real job in the corporate world, because obviously you got to pay bills. And even the technical writing, I kind of fell into that gradually, you know, like getting jobs and then learning that skill on the job and then Becoming a technical writer and editing training manuals, working with the engineers and writing those training manuals and editing the graphics or creating whatever they needed me to create. So that was where I was. That's was my job before. And then, then after I got laid off, <laughs> and I was, you know, I always I really want to sing and I want to act. So that's what I've been basically pounding. Well, did you look for
1: a? a sandwich board over in Evanston saying actors needed or how how do you stumble into this
2: See oh that's a really good question thank you for asking like you know i did not know i didn't know I, it's like
1: the late 90s technology yeah. wasn't ubiquitous as it is today exactly. so
2: exactly exactly there i didn't know anyone or anything in this industry right all i knew was that I want to sing, I want to act. I just knew I had to do it. I didn't know how, I didn't know who, nothing, nothing. But I remember I would just ask, I would just start to ask people that I knew, even though they weren't actors or whatever, and then maybe they knew somebody, but it was just like start a word of mouth. But there was these publications in Chicago back before the internet called The Reader
0: as Gosh. also
2: an audition news.
0: Yes. yes. And
2: it, behind those were little auditions or classes you could take. That's how I actually started was the Chicago Reader. There was like this audition for a play at a church in an area where it was really dangerous because back then, you know, and then, and then, and it was a, you know, community theater. And then for audition news was like this workshop, two week workshop, you know, a performing arts workshop, and I never took any classes, nothing. No, let me take that. I did take one class back in college to fulfill a requirement, and it happened to be like an oral interpretation and an acting class. So that's how I kind of got an introduction to, like, I really like it. So the audition news and Chicago Reader was how I started to actually build a resume because I had nothing, right? Because people would tell me, oh, you need a headshot in a resume. I'm like, well, I don't have anything. So that's how I started to build a resume, was joining community theater, joining choir, just so I had something, taking a workshop so I had something and to put on. And then, then they also told me, you know, they used to have this publication called The Book, which uh, has all the lists of the agents in Chicago. So... And like you said, Mark, before the internet, you literally had to go walk to their office because they had certain office hours where they would let people drop off. They call it open office and you could drop off your headshot and resume. And I will be totally on my first headshot was all wrong. It was I only I went to a friend, my a friend of my dad's who was a photographer. Headshots for acting is totally different. Right. But I didn't know that. So but I just needed a photo. So I just got basically It's like I didn't know anything. I did everything wrong, but I just did it because I just wanted to go for this dream that I had that I had no idea how to do.
1: Let's talk about that. It's I want to hear. More about that mm-hmm. inner drive and a support network to take that because I can hear this all the time. Oh, I'll watch out, Cynthia. I'm going to use a trigger. Tom Cruise, did he just start there and just make those auditions in those community theaters? It's a, a running gag between Cynthia and I about Tom Cruise and her assessment of his abilities. So um, here it's just like, oh, and he just went from community theater to A list. What is that in between? Tell us more about that in between, like between the drive, the people that help you. I really want to hear that detail.
2: Thank you for asking that. That's really good. First of all, I am a Tom Cruise fan, and then let's just
1: anyway. he's
2: one of those what you call stars, right? I did not have support. Nobody in my family. I mean, they meant well, right? But it's typical way traditional way of growing up it's like what the heck are you doing are you crazy they thought i was out of my mind and they meant well but i still remember go- wanting you know going to college i wanted to s- sing and i remember being told being told by my family you're stupid you know you're crazy you're not good enough and you believe that so you're like okay yeah. I'm not but it's like but again there was something in me and i just attributed to that that's what it's god God's calling for me, mm-hmm. it is something deep in my soul that never went away. Even if it was suppressed for a long time, it never went away. And that is the only reason that I you know, went for it. And still to this day, still go for it. Because I will tell you this, like one of the, actually it was a casting director who cast Hugh Jackman in Boy From Oz years ago. I took a casting workshop from him. Mm -hmm. And he said, he tells, he said, he tells everybody in class, you know, whenever he gives the workshop, he's like, if there's anything else you could do in life, do that. Do not do this. But he said, okay, fine. But if you really have, if you're one of those people that just really have to do this, otherwise you'll die, then fine. So because, I mean, even though that sounds really kind of hard to hear, it's unfortunate. I mean, I can understand it's, it's the truth. Because this business, to be an actor-singer is not like any other career in that sense. Because a lot of the other careers, right, you work hard, there's like this gradual, logical journey, logical step, logical progression. But in the acting singing world, even though there's some logical, you know, progression, but really, most of it is not. You know, But so uh, not a
1: true meritocracy. We we would right. like to think academically. Let's continue this journey about talking about. Okay, look, you your family means well. They're trying to protect you from failure, right? right. But they're not really sitting there going, "Well, you can do it. You can do it." They're not. They're kind of doing a left-handed compliment, left-handed support, or it's. I, I apologize yeah. to all lefties out there, but it's a, <laughs> kind of a, an underhanded, but passive aggressive form of helping you it's sort of on your side
2: they want me to have a better life than they did right so you know even siblings want you to have a better life right Than your parents did right so they mean well but obviously i did not have somebody going you can do this i believe in you all that but like there's people that have kind of entered my life that kind of gives me that reminds me of the calling god put in my heart you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and like, even a a teacher who was not my teacher in high school, I remember in passing, he would ask me about singing somewhere. And he said he would pay good money to hear me sing. And this was a teacher I really didn't know, but he heard me sing in like a school event or, you know, school like recital or something. So it's like, I still remember little things like that. Somebody just in passing saying that, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, and then you meet certain people, right? I mean, I've had some people in my life kind of come in with, uh, there was this one guy who dreamed of being a, had this vision of being a choir director and having this huge choir from all over the world, envisioning something, how he wanted, and he wanted to talk to me about singing with him and all that. So it's like, he, so certain people just kind of recognizing something in me and kind of, you know, saying you should do this or, you know, so just over the years of comments like that. And, but it's like, really the bottom line is, it's again, being so miserable, working so hard at something that you knew you were not supposed to be doing with your life. Nothing wrong with what I was doing. You make a decent career, but that wasn't what I was put on this earth to do. And with the time, I have on this earth. Basically, my soul was dying, not doing what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. So this is mainly more because I needed. I needed to. I had to be. I sound like that. I gotta be me. You know, it's like. (laughs) But. To do. But but you had
0: that inner drive that you knew if you did not follow these talents that were given to you, that your your life would not be meaningful. That you would not be happy. And we've had discussions about this over mm-hmm. and over again where maybe our our performing lives haven't gone exactly the way we planned but right. we love the journey mm-hmm. we're glad we are continuing to pursue it because mm-hmm. it does bring us joy and it brings joys to others what i admire about you is that you just went there uh, you know you didn't have the training even though you had a natural wonderful talent uh, and you just asked questions and you you just took any opportunity that came to you You started surrounding yourself with people that could help you in the field and you were like a sponge. I just remember you being a sponge. You were so eager and hardworking. You would just take any opportunity or any advice and go with it. That's what I really admired about you because even though I had all this musical background and all this musical training and I had the degrees, I did not have the same level of confidence or drive that you did. And I, I, I took a lot from that, just observing you, you know, and it was just, it was, it's been a wonderful growth that I've enjoyed watching and um, learning from. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, well, you know, and you don't always get the support from your family. A lot of actors can tell you that a lot of performers can tell you that. It's getting the people that believe in you who can be honest with you too, not just say, oh, you're wonderful, you're great, but also can just say, okay, you're great, but you need to strengthen this skill or that or open up to this possibility.
1: Building that, oh, sorry, I interrupted. No, go ahead. It's like building that support network. And I think we've had that conversation mm-hmm. in other episodes of how do yes. you build that team? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, maybe, yep. Cindy, maybe you have like an example to show somebody either aspiring in the arts Or, hey, they're aspiring to be like sales and auditioning. Like, how do you build that? If you're going to be on your own as self-employed, essentially you are the product. You're kind of self-employed in that respect when you go to that audition. It's not a team sport. It's a you sport. And how have you built that system around you? It sounds like there's faith. So you have an ethereal connection. And then what's your network like? I, I assume Cynthia sounds like she's part of it. Yes. Your, your husband, perhaps?
2: Yes, in a different way. I mean, like, because different people, mm-hmm. I think, plays different roles in your life. Like, my family would be very happy. When I do get something, they're very happy, right? But just kind of like what, even what you said about the Tom Cruise thing, you know, people see that stardom, right? but they don't realize what it took to get there, that people don't just, boom, start there. You can be happy that, oh, you see me on in that role, right? You see me on an, you know, an award-winning show, but what it took to get there. Like even one of the roles that I got, right? And people say, oh, how did you get that role? I'm like, oh, 15 freaking years of auditioning. That's how I got that role, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So, course, you know uh... I
2: mean? I still remember when Mercedes Rule won her Oscar and people said, oh, how did you get She was oh, 15 years of waitressing. That's how I got this Oscar. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but I remember seeing right. uh, that clip years it's ago. It's the long
0: game. It's, it's so the-, the long game. And mm-hmm. Hollywood and others, they regurgitate that over the night success story, which is so mm-hmm. untrue.
2: Right. You know? I mean, even if it's the rarity that it happens, right, to sustain that, you, you still have to have that work and longevity. Michael Phelps didn't win all those gold medals out of nowhere. It's from mm-hmm. day in and day out, yeah. showing up every single day. Mm-hmm. At that level, he still had a coach. So you're always learning. So right. you're always learning, seeking. You're always a forever student, even when you are a master at it. Right. Building your network, I think is all different When I saw that workshop in the audition news, and then I took that workshop and meeting people at that workshop, and some of them had agents. And so I would ask them, how do you get an agent? I didn't know, right? I learned later that she was with one of the well-known agents in the Chicago area. So just learning from people when they tell you, you know, you ask them questions, and and you'd say, and they give you what they did, you know, like, oh, you get make sure you get your headshot, make sure you get your resume, right? And if you don't have anything, then you know you have to start working at putting something on your resume. Take classes. You could put your classes on there. If you don't have any credits yet, well, you take classes and you put your classes on there. And then when when you take, even like you and I, you know, for for a voice, taking voice lessons, right? When we do voice recitals, I put that on my resume because that's that's what I had to put, right? So you keep building that and then, you know, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but that's how I got my first agents with just a basic resume like that with no real big credits yet. And also one of the beauties about where we started in Chicago is because at the time too, you could be multi-listed in Chicago. I don't know how it is now because I'm actually exclusive to my agent, but I don't know what the rules are anymore. But back when you know, I started, you could be multi-listed with different agents and, you know, obviously when you first start, you're not union and there are non, you know, some agents who are actually not union, non-union agents. So, you know, and you do like industrials, you know, like the corporate training
0: videos. They have. Credit to
1: credit, right? The credit to yeah. credit at the end of the day. And it's or the,
0: the safety, the safety videos you see on yeah. the airlines. Those are all industrials too, exactly.
2: right? Exactly. Yeah. When you get hired at a corporation, a lot of times they send you to training, you watch a video A lot of times they're how to, you know, sometimes they'll um, hire actors to do like this uh, role playing exercise or something. Actually, like someone put on an, I don't know if this is good, but like a, for, remember that blockbuster? Jane Lynch, right? Jane Lynch, they, I remember seeing not too long ago, somebody posted this industrial training video. And it was, Jane Lynch was in there because I think she was from Chicago, if I remember correctly gives you experience and it gets, lets you practice your muscles, you know, get your start to practice being the actor on set, you know, it's really good experience. And I mean, I still remember, and actually my very first audition was a Dominic's industrial and that was my first audition and I got it. And I still remember that. And it was fun. And how wonderful it felt. I want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful because when I think, even though, yes, I'm not in my career, I would love to be even further in my career. But just to think of how far I am now compared to what I was when back then it was just a dream.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I remember even when I you know, was doing more of the industrials the non-union stuff but I would always remember I was like gosh now how do you get to why can't I audition for that show how do you get to that level how do you get to that level and I never knew and it took me years but now I'm finally at that level I get to audition for movies and tv shows you know and theaters and national tours and you know so it's like it's really really kind of cool
0: I'm very thankful and I think I like the fact that you really never stopped trying. I mean, it was very frustrating. There were times you we were in tears, and, and I totally get that. But I remember a nugget one of your agents told you early on was never say no. If somebody called you, say, "Can you audition for this? Are you available for consider you for a second audition on this?" You were always to say yes. Yep. Is it because the minute in this industry you say no they write you off and they don't call you again. And it's not because you're not capable. It's just, you were so conscientious about, well, I don't want to over schedule myself if I can't commit to this. And the agent was like, no, no, no. You always say yes to everything and you'll make it work. Yeah. I just thought what a great piece of advice.
2: Yep. Say yes. I mean, yeah, that's like actually good advice just for life. Right. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of people, we say no more out of fear, even though you're trying to be responsible and all that, because I mean, in all honesty, I have some of the regrets that I have in the beginning of my career was because of that. Because I was like, oh, no, no, no. I have to be responsible. No, I have a job. No, you know, I have to take care of my parents. Oh, no, no, you know. But really, Mm -hmm. I should have just said yes, just gone for it and figure the details out later. Because Mm -hmm. if this is what you want, if this is what you feel in your heart, that this is what you're supposed to be doing, You say, I mean, I'm not saying to be, uh, like, say, you know, uh, not use your brain, right? I'm not saying put all, throw caution to the wind. I don't, I'm not really good at phrases, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying don't uh, be responsible. I'm just saying a lot of times people use that as an excuse not to do and not to go for something in your life. They're using it more as an excuse to that keeps you from really stepping out into your greatness. I mean, a lot of things about faith is that a lot of people are waiting for God to do something in their life when God is saying, you just need to step forward. You just you just need to take that step because like a lot of people think that God parted the Red Sea, but they had to step forth. You
0: had yes. to step
2: out into faith. Yes. So, and faith is an action, not merely a belief. I mean, faith is obviously to believe what's not seen, but you have to, it's an actually active you know something in action so
0: and in this industry especially in the uh movie television industry it is so fast paced that saying no is it's basically putting a a nail in your coffin when it comes to your career
2: right any kind of hesitation because even if they're logical and stuff because i mean i've made that mistake going oh let me see you know let me make sure that i could get there
0: just Mm -hmm. say yes Before we get into the next segment, we wanted to let you know you're listening to Getting Down to Business with Mark Mondo on WVLP 103.1 FM, a community radio station out of Valparaiso, Indiana. Thanks for listening, and let's continue. And we're back. And
1: what I'm starting to see is something I didn't quite expect today. I've heard a lot more based on faith and passion than some kind, not necessarily logical or engineering-based rationality, uh, but it's very different where it's faith and listening to drive. And And at the end of the day, she has drive. That characteristic is universal, whether it's to the arts. Drive seems to be one of these cornerstones along the way. While Cindy is waiting for the next gig, unfortunately, there is a thing you've heard on the news called the SAG strike. You know, the Screen Actors Guild is on strike and you got the uh, the, the studios trying to... I, I don't know much about it and I'll keep it very quick. They're definitely a conflict over wages. Cindy has to wait this one out. In the meantime, she has diversified her ways of making a living to something called uh, a product called Rodan and Fields. What I, all I know is it's something to do with your skin. And I'd like to talk to Cindy about like, well, wait a minute, you got, you got acting on one side and now you have something, I would say fairly different with Rodan and Fields. It's skincare. Skincare does not equal acting. So I want to hear how this came about. And how your skills of perseverance and faith have transferred into this success story.
2: It's interesting because I never thought of myself as a salesperson. Like I grew I hate sales actually. Sorry for any salespeople, bless your heart. But it's just kind of like, oh, I'm not a salesperson. I can't stand selling anything. Like I can't, I'm not a salesperson, blah, blah, blah. But really that is not, how do I say? That is actually the wrong thought or the wrong question. You know, because if you think about it, we're all, every single one of us in life, just life is sales. Maybe not sales in the traditional sense or the way we think about sales, but a parent trying to teach their children a lesson, you know, they are selling an idea to their child saying, this is how you is best to make the best decision. This is how you be a productive member of society, you know? a teacher uh, teaching lessons to their students you are selling uh, the idea of this lesson to your students to learn this lesson and with acting and singing and all that people don't think that a sales quote unquote but you are actually selling yourself as the product your skills your talent your essence and i remember because it all relates Acting, singing, Rodan and Field, uh, theater, acting, singing, because again, I do TV film as well as theater.
0: And, and dancing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do you could do more
1: dance, pirouettes but... than I can. You are, yeah. and, therefore, you are I'm, a dancer on the show.
2: I'm a two and a half threat. Just practically speaking, being an actor, singer, right? It's like in that field, you need to have, you, unless you're really an A list actor, right? you're going to most likely need another source of income. You have to pay the bills somehow. Because, I mean, there's like in the acting world, there's ebbs and flows, right? Peaks and valleys and all that. So you're always going to need something to kind of help you make some ends meet. And But you need something flexible because the performing industry is so unpredictable. Literally, I get a call right now from my agent. I got to drop everything and go. And so the traditional work schedule didn't work for what i wanted for my my career right for acting singing so i always needed something flexible and i remember actually it was my sister who told me who wanted to share rodana fields with me and i didn't want to hear it i will totally be honest because i've tried other things and i couldn't give those products away i was like oh, i don't want to hear it i'm not a salesperson blah 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 right but I was like, fine you're my sister i'll listen and I'm so thankful I listened because of a couple of things. Just on the practical side, because when you're a singing actor, you gotta look good. <laughs> so yes. you know, like being Asian, you know, it's like taking care of your skin is part of our culture. You know, I grew up when my friends were you know, growing up, my teenage friends barely washed their face. I was cleansing my face because that's how I was. You know, in the in the Asian cultures, skin care is very embedded in our culture. So that was not a foreign idea to me. And and I just love the products. I was like, wow, this stuff was great. I mean, I would use it anyway, because I do have kind of like a logical side to me and a business side to me that it made sense when the opportunity just presented itself that that they always have a 60 day guarantee so i was like okay i'll try even the business part for 60 days and see if i like it if i don't i return get my money back so it's kind of like you know just like a business person like the pros and cons you know you're weighing the
1: what options did you weigh when you options? risk so was it
2: rewards yeah the risk is kind of like okay what do i have to risk okay i risk this but because I could get my money back. I really had no risk, you know? So I was like, oh, there's, this is a no-brainer. I might as well just do it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, I saw no downside to taking this risk, basically. So I took that chance. I've been thankful ever since, because I love the products. Cynthia knows I love the products. And the cool thing, I love the flexibility of this. I love the flexibility of the products itself. It's no different than some of the other supplements I take or whatever. I go to the doctor because I have some health issues but I could use these other products that I get from people who are in the product distribution and I can still use those so it's like I love the flexibility of this product and then and I love the flexibility just even of the working it as a you know hobby business side gig whatnot that it's very flexible to whatever I need. Because I'm talking about skincare anyway. I mean, we've talked about things like you see a movie you like, you tell your friends. You see mm-hmm. a pro- I mean, like even earlier, right? Before it started, I was telling you you want to know, oh, what do you have in your green smoothie? Right. So it's kind of like it's just part of normal conversation. And so it's something that I would have talked about anyway to my friends.
1: Now you, know? you got your pet pa- I'll call it your passion project is becoming the next daylist list actor. I don't know other side hustles actors and actresses use to uh, make ends meet? I mean, real estate, maybe? Your schedule is your own? And are there other options that you explored during this path?
2: Other things. Like, I mean, I used to be uh, one of my previous, before I was working in the corporate field, but they gave me flexibility so that I could go Mm -hmm. for auditions, right? But I mean, but that was back in the day. This was all before, you know, technology kind of like even before social media was a thing and even before this whole internet thing because one of the things i do like about the, the road and just practically is that i could do that anywhere it's wherever i am and also because i don't because it's all on the internet it's not like the old days i don't carry inventory so it's not like i have to it's like everybody just buys from their website the business model has really changed. And and really, the creators of this, Dr. Rodan and Fields, is that they already saw this. It's really been a blessing. And because who knew, who knew that the for two years, my industry would shut down, just like a lot of industries. Who knew, right, back then that I would not even be allowed to work for those two years, right, because they were shut down. So and then now, obviously, unfortunately, with the strike that we can't, but I can do theater because theater is different. So I luckily I can still do that. But I mean, so it's like kind of, I know people are kind of, it's not a joke. It's not a joking matter. I'm just saying like people are kind of making just to how to get through this tough time is they're calling this, strike like covid 2.0 you know because yeah. you know
1: sure. of, i mean yeah, you, know. Shut, you shut well, your I, means of taking a living down
0: yeah That's and i been, and i think the options for performers artists to do remote work in and in, in different areas is the field is greener than it was when you and I were first starting out in the, yes. in the 90s where yeah. you you can, like you said, you can work anywhere remotely with your mm-hmm. Rodan and Fields business mm-hmm. and other people do their own. They might even have an Etsy you know, product right. that they exactly. sell, things like that. So exactly. you don't have to do specifically a waitressing job or work for a temp company in an office, which is what I tried for a while and it didn't really work because... Yes, you're you're temping, but you're still working for corporate offices that want you there for specific hours. And if you right. get a call for an audition, you can't leave.
2: Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. there's a lot more flexibility in the workforce now, I think, for artists. But you still have to work hard. Yeah, you, know, you still got to make have... the ends. Still gotta work hard on any of those opportunities to mm-hmm. to pay to rent, to have you know health insurance or anything like that. If you're not part of a performing arts union like equity or SAC. So I, yeah. I Which I am I, I've noticed that that, you know, you you've been able to because you have much more of an entrepreneurial spirit anyway, the more yeah. and more I've known you. And so being a performer and finding opportunities to perform, finding the right agent. And, uh, you know, because you've moved a lot in your adult life, and your performing life, and you've made that work. And also because I think one of the good things that came out of post-COVID was that you can audition remotely now for everything. You don't have to fly uh... out, you know, to the studio or wherever to do an audition. Now you might, after the third or fourth audition, yeah, they might want to meet you in person and, and actually do something you know, audition you in person, but the initial hard work of getting your foot through that door is due through remote auditioning and videotaping. Can you share a little bit more about how you do that at home?
2: Yes. Yes. And that is, like you said, that's one of the blessings that did come out of during these challenging times is that before doing a self tape was very rare or unheard of, and now it's the norm. And that has worked well for someone like me who has never lived in really close to a major hub like New York, LA, or Chicago. I always lived outside of Chicago, right? So, but luckily driving's distance, but now, but now, like you said, I, in adult life, who knew again, who knew that I would move around so much all over different places where there, there is not a major hub. So this whole self-taping thing has been a real blessing for people like me. And one of the beauties of it is for really any industry now, if you have your phone and internet, it's possible to still audition because you could just put yourself on tape and you just have another reader, whether it's you FaceTime a friend or you have somebody physically, you know, there, a friend come over or something, but preferably another actor. No offense to Family members who are willing to help you, or friends, but it's uh, it really does help to have another actor uh, friend. And that's like one of the beauties of this too. What came up is, I mean, right before I came on this call with you guys, I was in a Zoom class, acting class with a studio out in LA. So, and there was a time not that long ago, I wouldn't have not I would not have been able to do that. And now, because of the what's transpired the last few years, that companies have set up different ways to do meetings and classes via zoom or other technology streaming that it allows people like me to be able to take classes with other LA Hollywood actors from wherever I am and also New York I mean there's people from New York you know all over Texas we're all in this class together and we're all actors from all over the country and then also with this the Rodan Fields it's like you know, I can go, I'm about to ready, ready to leave to go to a play, you know, in about a week or so. And I, I'm taking my road and fields business with me because I'm the product of the product, you know? So it's just because I love, I use the products. It's been a real blessing to be able to use the technologies that's given to us now that we didn't have years ago, the internet, the the Android, the iPhone, the iPad, the tablets, even laptops, whatever the internet and do business from wherever we are actually anywhere in the entire world. Right. I have a consultant in Australia that I have never in person met, but I've met her over a zoom meetings. So it's just, it's really been oh, just a welcome freedom. You know, and yes, for auditioning, I mean, nowadays, of course, there are still some in-person auditions. A lot of commercials are now going back to in-person and all that, but like even theater, TV, film, but then even theater, the initial rounds are like, a lot of times are, uh, if they, if you can't do in-person, they'll usually allow uh, self-tape, which has been a welcome blessing for someone like me. So I got a question on that,
1: Mm no, more of a question with the democratization of this technology that we're using today to make this happen, does that mean there's more competition for acting gigs for yep. the same gig? Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean I'm gonna win because of yes, my yes. skills, but my equipment is decent. And that might give me a little bit of an edge. My camera's decent, you know, that's as good as anything, but is that gonna make things Better or worse for you? It sounds like oh. you're really positive about it, but what's what do you see as some of the uh, potential downsides, if any?
2: Oh, that's great, great. Excellent point. And you are correct. There is more competition. Because there's more opportunity, now there's more out- competition.
1: And not is only- Is there more content being created? Is there more content, oh, paid content being created? A
2: lot more. With so many streaming and all that, there's more content created for sure than there was back in the day. And but uh, there's also more competition. And not only that, not only is it people in the United States, but now they could go anywhere in the entire world. So they're auditioning people from other countries, whereas before they couldn't, because it has opened more opportunities as well as competition now. I, I how do I say people could say that oh no that's horrible but you know what doesn't change is what you we talked what we kind of mentioned before the break was perseverance was what's actually between and whether it's Rodana Fields whether it's uh, acting singing or whether it's the corporate job it's what is between your ears the only thing that is it, it, that is the most important the, the 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 voices that you hear in between your ears. Saying you can do it, you can't do it, you know, that becomes even that much more important. Your perseverance, your indomitable spirit, your self-control. I mean, all that plays into part of it. And actually, in my personal view, that is the X factor. The X factor is you, in no matter what it is you do. Because you could still have the best product. And, but it doesn't necessarily, just like with, I mean, even acting, right. It's like, it's not necessarily the most talented actor that gets the role,
1: you know, and it's just. We don't know, actually, from from the outside looking in, we think it's a meritocracy. So, yeah, there's the A role and then we all make fun of the B movies. But, you know, that it could be, we don't know. You know, from uh, from us. It's uh, true.
0: In any performing arts field, it's not always the most talented person that gets the job or the the famed, ridden career.
2: Yeah. I mean, even in the opera world, right? It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. the best voice that makes it, the best singer that makes it, right? Who gets the role. And it could be so many factors. And that's actually another thing that is what... Actually, has in common with something like acting, singing, and Rodan fields of what is within your control and what is not. Knowing what's in your co- what, knowing what is within your control and what is not in your control. You cannot control what anybody else or anything else does outside of you. Even technology. We had thunderstorms here. It's monsoon season. The internet could go out. I can't control if power goes out. So, what do I do in the meantime? What am I doing during this during this time strike whatever that i can 't do t v film, but I can do theater what is even if i didn 't have a theater get l- lined up? What am i doing i 'm showing up every day and working on my craft, taking classes, making sure I look good on the inside as well as the outside make sure i 'm taking care of myself emotionally, mentally, spiritually, putting healthy things into my body, as well as having fun with my friends when I want to, like feeding your soul. So it's like, you know, no matter what it is, whatever it is you are doing, and because this is not just, these principles that we're talking about doesn't just apply to acting, singing, you know? It's principles that you apply in whatever it is you're doing. What do you do when you're not meeting your client to make the sale? That whole time you're preparing, right? You're educating, you're learning, you're learning how to talk to people, you're connecting with people, you know? So it's just, it's really interesting.
1: It sounds like you've done a really good job taking care of yourself with the right supplements and the right skincare and so forth. And she exercises
0: but- a lot. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's right. When, we, when you came up to Chicago, yeah, you're uh, in prime shape. And aren't you a uh, black belt on the side just for fun?
2: Yes, yes. I, but I, yes, I'm but I'm only a first degree. So I say baby black belt because oh. like, people think like black belts, all of a sudden, Oh, you know, you're like Bruce Lee. Now, black belt, obviously, it takes a lot of work to get there. However, in my personal view, black belt, you're actually that's when really the journey starts. That's when really, like you you're learned that whole other time you're learning how to walk. Now you're learning how to run. That's an important part of my life. And does it kind of come in and out like more than other times, depending on what's going on in my life, but that will always be a part of my life. I mean, that's actually how I met my husband because, you know, he was one of my black belt instructors. So, you know, and that's something, right? There, there's this uh, little saying, the couple that kicks together, sticks together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: recommend it okay so, oh, oh boy well i my last judo <laughs> class was in 1978 so i'm a little off my game
2: it's okay but i failed cool the, you.
1: i failed the test from white belt to yellow belt and i dropped out
2: <laughs>
1: that's okay so that's a lesson that, that was know, a lesson fun. i Less- yeah well how with those lessons, that's another sidebar for maybe like the sports show on Saturday at WVLP at Coach's Corner. We can talk about my sports career in judo that lasted about six weeks. But how are you using, I know there's a lot, like we said, we got on the non-technology side, but do you use social media at all? Or how are you promoting yourself during this SAG strike? Can you promote yourself by saying, look, I got a social media page. You can. Talk about yourself. I mean you're not doing paid work. Are you using anything like that? You know, would you tell another aspiring actress how or actor how to use social? Should they use social? Are they just depending on private auditions to make their stuff? Or should they be doing stuff on YouTube just for fun without being paid?
2: Really? That's a great question because I know I've seen some real pros do such a great job with that. I admit I am not, that is not my strong point, even though I know that is a skill I must learn and need to learn in nowadays. But to just on a personal note, in all honesty, I'll be totally honest, if I was not an actor, I probably would never have gone on social media. Cause that's just not what I mm. normally, you know, me as Cindy would do. Like, it took me a long time. I kept getting these friend requests. And I was like, it took me a long time to ever get on. I was like, I don't know, uh, whatever. You know, but I mean, it has been a nice way to connect and reconnect with people, you know, but like the only reason I actually got on social media was because my agent said we should probably get on social media. So that's why. But it's like, I have not, in all honesty, I have not capitalized on it like I should have, could have, but... That is something, you know, we all have areas we need to improve. And I must admit, I think that is an area I need to move through because I think it's only going to get more, you know, it's only going to get more of that to that kind of skill to learn. Like, actually, I'm like, I remember, like, because I followed Justine Bateman and I remember she wasn't on it for a long time because that's, but now she, I've seen her be on it more mm-hmm. because it's become a tool to kind of get your message out with or project or something but unfortunately a lot of with what's going on now i i can't post about that you know right with this, but a lot of time but really about the social media thing is showing who you are right showing because you're if, the brand yeah because i'm the brand right to show who i am so like my dog is a huge part of who
0: I am. <laughs> so so and Lily like... has a lovely presence on Facebook.
2: Oh. And,
0: uh, and I understand it because it's not natural for either one of us, especially of our generations, that right. uh, we automatically going to be self-promoting on social media and, on a regular basis. And right. I, I think you do a pretty charming job on Facebook. You take great pictures of yourself, you know, eating your green smoothie, your healthy drink of the day. And promote yourself through a beautiful song rendition that you'll sing, or something to do with Rodan and field product. And it's it I like it because it's really creative and your personality without being overly annoying. But it's definitely skill that we all have to continue working on because it's just not yes. in our nature to do, yeah,
2: the younger generation is like second nature. They just seem to know. But right. for yeah, for our generation, it's like, girl, I went to college with a typewriter. They probably don't even. They probably never saw one. <laughs>
1: you know, oh, like, I you remember mine. Tell, can't you analog. can't tell time with an analog. You can't tell time with an analog watch.
0: You know.
2: Yeah, or yeah, uh, or just a phone call, right, with a, a phone, like a regular yes, phone,
0: uh, a real I, phone,
2: right. So it's, but I shouldn't laugh at that, you know. But it's just, yeah. But it, I mean, but I really, I have to say, like, I am, I envy the 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 younger generation that just like this was like they seem like they came out of the womb knowing this stuff. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I mean, I know practically speaking, this is a skill I need to get better at. And I look at some of the other, but at this, but I also know like because it's kind of like I think of it as kind of like if 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 my grandmother was still alive, if she couldn't, if I didn't feel comfortable her seeing a post. You know what I mean? Like I have to, I put my, what I put on Instagram like that, like I'm thinking like,
0: you know what I mean? You want to put your best self out there on social media. And I remember a friend of mine saying when she was training her kids on social media, she said, you want to put the best self on social media that won't cause you embarrassment a year later because those kids were getting ready to apply for college and you knew colleges were checking out applicants on social media to see what they're what they had out there and so the parents always says you want to put your best face out there your best self out there so that it doesn't come back to bite you and i think that's true for the performing arts as well especially because very good you are your van well And I hate Mm -hmm. to do this, but we're reaching the end of the hour, so we're going to have to wrap it up, but I really appreciate all this wonderful insight and information you provided us, Cindy. And I'd like to thank Mark for keeping us on the level and on time today. Hold on.
1: That's a role reversal.
0: (laughs) That's right. Today, he's playing producer and I'm playing somewhat interviewer or we're co-sharing both of those roles today. And I'd like to thank Cindy for coming on the show today and sharing her experience and insight as a professional actor.
2: Thank you very much. I'm very happy for you. Love you guys. Very proud of you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. If you missed some of the show today, you can listen to the replay on Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time on WVLP 103.1 FM or live stream at www.wvlp.org. And Mark stores the past shows on his website at www.mondocrm.com forward slash podcast. Or you can listen to the podcast on your favorite app at any time. We're listed in Apple Podcasts, google podcasts spotify TuneIn, iheartradio amazon music and podbean just search for mark mondo and the show will come up and you can subscribe to the show for the latest updates thank you very much for spending time with us today and we'll see you next week